Welcome to In The Loop Podcast, a podcast that is inspired by the breakaway roping lifestyle. I'm your host, Jordan Joe, professional rodeo athlete, NFR qualifier, and business owner. My goal is to promote the sport of breakaway roping alongside with celebrating and highlighting elite competitors in and out of the arena. This podcast shares the raw and the real of breakaway roping, bringing you behind the scenes stories from competitors, producers, leaders, and the trailblazers, all sharing stories of the Western culture and the lifestyle that they live daily. Join me to talk about breakaway roping, the history, the present, and the future of our sport. If you want to be in the loop, you're in the right place. Thank you for joining us. Take a listen. Welcome to our special series, the 2022 15 Days of National Finals Breakaway Roping. I am so excited for y'all to hear the stories of this year's top 15 qualifiers talk about all things breakaway roping. Each of their stories from 2022 have a lot of similarities and some differences. But one thing that I loved is not only did they highlight their greatest victories, but they also highlighted the major challenges that they overcame to end up in the top 15 this year. The 2022 Wrangler National Finals Breakaway Roping, presented by Teton Ridge, is returning to Las Vegas this year to be hosted at the South Point Hotel and Casino, who is expanding their footprint to also be known as the Vegas Cowgirl Central. I am honored to be teamed up again with the Wrangler Network, bringing you live results from the arena floor of the 2022 NFBR. With 10 go-round interviews, average title, and we're going to crown the 2022 World Champion Breakaway Roper, y'all. You can live stream this event on the Wrangler Network at www.wranglernetwork.com. Brought to you live every day, November 29th and 30th at 2 p.m. Check out our show notes for all of the info and the links to watch this event live. Welcome to the 15 Days of Breakaway Roping, brought to you by In The Loop Breakaway. Here we go. Okay, guys, today we are here with the J.J. Hampton, 18-time Worlds Champion, uh, coming in number 12 at the 2022 NFBR. J.J., thanks for coming to the show today. Yeah, thanks for having me, Jordan. So I got to have a lot of fun with Jay this year. I got to go with her a little bit at the end of the year, and and we had a blast and ate a lot of hot tamales and and all the <laughs> all the good things. Um, so Jay, if you if you had to wrap up your rodeo season in a couple sentences for this year, what would you say? Um, started off good. Summer was slow, and then we we finished okay. Um, really had a pretty good winter, but summer was tough. Um, yeah. real tough. So I don't even know the sentences, but good, bad, and ugly. <laughs> I mean, it, it was a, a long summer, but uh, I guess we pulled it off and ended up making it, but it was a long, long summer. So talk a little bit about the fall because in the winter, you had a great winter. I think you came out of there with $40,000. So um, talk a little bit about that. You know, I know it was the first year we got to rope at Houston and San Antonio, some of those really cool places. So what were some of the highlights that you, you had from there and in, in this year? Yeah, Houston was awesome. I mean, I was the first girl, actually the first contestant to ever win a guitar because they gave ours out on the first night of the series that I was in. Um, that was really cool getting to rope there. I and mean, I would love to come out there with more money. Um, but I mean, I got to rope in the finals and I didn't uh, finish, but that was a very, very cool experience. And roping in San Antonio, I didn't, I didn't win any money there. 
but that was uh pretty awesome to i've gone and watched marty there for years and that's one of my favorite rodeos to to go and watch and for me to get to rope in it was pretty uh, it was badass man i walked out there and just looked up and smiled um to know that we've come that far and that we got to rope in san antonio um I plugged away and won forty something thousand dollars. Really, never won anything big, but won checks. At, I guess pulled checks at quite a few places to do mm-hmm. that. But the opportunities for our money are huge, and those buildings. I mean, for women, they're, they're very important, and it plays a big role in how it ends up. And if you can, you know, plug away, and I mean, of course, you can make it without doing that. But boy, does that help a lot if you can get hot during the winter. And I think that's something we really found out this winter. You know, this was the first year we really had all of those big rodeos and that opportunity. And and you look at the standings now and a lot of those girls that had a good winter, they just, it set them up to have a good summer too and, and keep going forward. But I want to go back to Houston. Um, I think you're one of the only, well, obviously you're a fan favorite. Everybody loves you, but you're the only one that really strummed your guitar. Yeah, I don't know. If you're going to win and have fun, they wanted me to do it, and it fits my personality, and I did it. So it was kind of, it was, I don't know, it was cool to be in the moment, to know that here we are at Houston, and it's the crowd loving on you, cheering for you, and you get to play your guitar. It was, I had fun. I really did. I enjoyed it, and that was a very neat experience um, for me. I, I thought it was cool as hell to be down that floor with my guitar, and all the people there, and the clowns are going, play, JJ, play. Uh, it was just, it was fun. Well, and that's one thing I want to say, like, I think everybody on the outside in gets to watch you and and you are, you do always have fun. You know, even this summer, we both, we both had a little bit of heck all summer and we did have fun. We, we had fun. We ate good. We, we enjoyed what we got to do. Um, but tell everybody a little bit about like, and I know, cause I have had a backseat view, but you sincerely love roping. So where does your rope love for breakaway roping? Where does that come from? And how do you like, you know, at Reno last year, just, you know, you just lit the crowd up at Houston, like all those different places, you you have fun and you really get people involved. So tell us a little bit about where that comes from. Um, I think my dad, um, my dad was a kind of a jolly fella, um, had fun. <laughs> he had a lot of friends in rodeo. He laughed, told jokes, and uh, he, he enjoyed life and, and had a good time. Not that my mom doesn't too, but my dad really did. I mean, he he enjoyed rodeo and loved rodeo and loved the people in rodeo. And I know that's where I got my love for the sport and, and my love for breakaways from my dad. So I'm so blessed to have that Johnny Wayne Hampton was my father and that he loved rodeo and he handed that down to me. And I'm just enthusiastic about everything I do. And it doesn't matter. Um, you know, I know people I'm loud sometimes and I say things probably that most, well, they wouldn't say, and I do, but I don't, I don't mind that. I believe in things and I like to stand up for that. And um, um, whether people like me or not because of it, I, it doesn't bother me. Um, my friends are my friends and they love me and I know that. So it's okay to be you regardless of what that is. And God made us all different. And I tell girls, be you. I mean, and I tell Casey that, be you, son. You're, you're different than me, but be you because mm-hmm. God made us all the way we are. And I just like to have fun. And I like to get the crowd involved and I don't mind showing my enthusiasm. I guess I'm not embarrassed by that and I'm not embarrassed by a lot of things. So if I do something goofy, I can laugh at myself and go on and it seems to be, it, it works for me. Well, and that is one thing that, that I loved and you taught me too. You know, sometimes you just got to laugh at yourself and just go on with it. <laughs> you do because man, I do some dumb shit. I ain't gonna lie. I would do some dumb shit. And if I don't laugh, then you know, you get beat down by some of the things we do and no one's perfect. So hell, just laugh it off. And if you laugh it off, then people also don't pick on you for it because they will. And people will see you down. And if you made a mistake, 
Um, I hate that people are like that, but instead of laughing with you and making it funny, they, they want to use it against you. And I just, I'm, I'm not letting them have any, any, anything against me that they can do that. Cause if I laugh about it, hell they can too. We had quite a bit of fun. I don't know how much common sense I have for those of you that don't know me. It's not very much, but we did have a great time. Um, so Jay, some of the new, newer rodeos that got added this year, um, what's your favorite rodeo you still have the same favorite rodeos did you did you get to go some different places this year what were your thoughts on on the rodeos they had in the breakaway man there was a lot of good ones it's hard to say i mean houston and san antonio and fort worth reno those are some of my favorite cheyenne's good um but yeah i don't know i think houston's pretty cool because all the contestants go and you watch the concert after i didn't get to stay the whole thing but that was pretty neat experience to be around everybody and do that Ellensburg's a, a fun rodeo that you get to go, you know, I don't, we don't hang out the beer tent long, but I did go visit with the miners a little bit. And that, that was, that was fun. I think next year, maybe I should hang out there a little longer, just visit the people because that was good. It seems like we're always running and gunning and never get to sit somewhere very long. It seems like as soon as we wrote, we're loaded up, headed somewhere else or arresting. And I think sometimes Maybe one of the ones I go to, I'm going to stop and enjoy some of that a little more than, than I did because I just, I'm always doing stuff. I'm always got to go, the next thing, what I got to do, I got to do this. And I, I, I need to slow down a little bit and enjoy some of those places just a, a little more because there are fun rodeos that we, we don't experience. And, and that's something I think is important. I agree. Well, and I want to also bring up Ellensburg. If you go to Ellensburg, what is our restaurant? You've got to stop. Campus. Campus burger. Yeah, you gotta stop and eat at the campus burger. We went. I mean, we probably gained ten pounds in Ellensburg because we yeah. ate breakfast, lunch, and dinner there every time. They have the best breakfast sandwiches. They put a hash brown in their breakfast sandwiches. It's oh, it's just it's so good. It's, yeah. I mean, you got to go there. The campus. Yeah, you got to go there at Ellensburg. I actually called and talked to him a week and a half ago. Or two weeks oh yeah. Ago. Can you send me a campus? <laughs> <laughs> he goes, I said, this is JJ. And he goes, huh? And I go, JJ. He goes, oh my God, what are you doing? Yeah. That's I mean, funny. not the, the friends that you make, even even with him eating his, his burger. So that was cool. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. And that is one thing that I love about what we get to do. And, and especially being with you, you know, I kind of got inside this year too, but you, we met so many people, so many great people that you would never meet if you didn't get to do this. And they're lifelong friends. Like you've made friends. seems like everywhere we went, you had a stop or a place you go and, and your friends and, and your group of people. And you didn't know those people before rodeo. You know, you, you said, I've either met them at the NFR with Marty or I've met them, you know, through Breakaway Open, the committee guys, all those different things. So I thought that I, I, that's one thing I truly, sincerely love about what we get to do is the people you meet. Oh, man. I mean, like Mary Miner took us in and she was going to feed our horses and take care of us and all of them. And then Jake Pratt, of course, and his parent, his family took us in, let us rope every day. Mm -hmm. I mean, and you know me, when we're gone, rodeo, if I if I feel like I need to rope, I'll call somebody and go to their house. And I don't yeah. mind. And um, one time I took Tiata on an Indian reservation in the middle of nowhere. It, you know, for us, it was a little spooky or for her. And it was the great. It was a great practice session. So I don't mind asking people a rope. I mean, we go over to Brad Goodrich's and rope. I mean, a lot of people are, are really nice to us and take us in and let us break away rope, and that that's cool. Yeah. I, I really, yeah, it's pretty awesome that they let us do that. Well, and just I want to say a huge thank you to each and every one because literally you're twenty some hours away from home. 
you you don't have or know a lot of things that that's going on. So it is such a huge gratitude and appreciation for those people who do extend a helping hand to do who allow us to come and rope or stay or feed our horses. I mean, it takes a true army. And those of us that have rodeoed truly know that. But those of you that are going to start rodeoing, you just know, say thank you and be appreciative because those people don't have to help you. But when they do, it just means the world. So I'm very thankful for those people. Oh man, they're awesome, man. They do mm-hmm. so much kind kindness for us that you know uh, people that let somebody come practice or try a horse at our house or not. Because I thought, man, if these people didn't let me come rope, what would I do? Yeah, 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 for sure. So, kind of circling back to the rodeos, um, what are two things you thought you did great this year, and what are two things you thought you could have done better? Um, I think I did really good at keeping my head in the game and not getting down and being negative because it was a long, rough summer. Mm-hmm. Um, not a lot of, you know, I, 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 me and Fergie and I weren't clicking real good. I wasted some opportunities also didn't draw too good a lot of times. Um, but it, you know, there was a stretch there that, that wasn't very good. And then I brought a different horse out and I finally got Millie back. So me keeping my positive spirit and keeping my head in the game, I think is something that, that I do good at because it is a long road and it's hard, but, um, I still, I try to stay thankful and and then be ready to win at the next one. And finally at Ellensburg, I, I split the round, and that that was good. So that's one thing I thought that I, I kept my head in the game, even though it wasn't going good, and I wasn't pissy. Or I know every once in a while I probably was, but for the most part, I tried to stay positive and be mm-hmm. supportive of you too and, and do the best we could, even though it wasn't always going our way. Yeah, 100%. And I agree with that. And I think that that's something that, you know, I've, I've talked to Raymond a lot about, like, and, and he's told me, through this, you got to learn how to lose also before you can learn how to win. And I think that's something that was really big this year. Oh, yeah, because there's 100 girls that can rope. It's a somewhat of a drawing contest. And you better use the ones you get or you're in trouble and you better be fired at them because if you're not, they are anyway. So it doesn't matter. You just have to you have to go at everyone. And for the girls that come out here, it's a, it's a learning curve. It's a little bit, it's a lot different than just rotating around the house. And it it takes some guts to do it, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, and everybody says, oh, you're going out there. No, you drive all damn night. You eat junk food. I mean, <laughs> just to stay awake. You do the best you can. Your horse are tired. You're tired. And you just, you keep at it. It is not the easiest thing to do. And I'm not whining about it because, honestly, last night I was thinking, you know, I rode you all damn summer. And here I am tired at home because we wrote till about 11 last night. <laughs> and I, I'm like, hell, you did it all summer. And I don't know if we really didn't take naps. I mean, no. honestly, we didn't. And then we went, we went nonstop and I was like, man, you got to suck it up and get up and get to work. (laughs) Well, and you did and We kind of, you kind of get in that routine, you know, where it's like, you kind of know when you're going to drive and when you're not. And and you've got to make the most out of every second you get, whether it's having to take a nap or having to be ready to rope or, you know, you prioritize and it's amazing the amount of things you get done in a day, even though you are driving you know, we I, there weren't very many days we didn't drive at least five hours. Oh, I know there was hardly any. And when we and hard. I remember a couple of days we're like, oh, it's only five hours today. Yeah, <laughs> this is a cakewalk. Yeah, where are we gonna yeah. eat tonight? So yeah, exactly. um, yeah, it was cool. But okay, y'all. So if you know me, you know that I love ropes, and I always have a big selection to choose from. Some might say that I'm a rope fanatic. But that is why I am so proud to be a part of the Lone Star Ropes team. Attention to detail can be found in everything crafted by Lone Star Ropes. 
Breakaway stars like 2021 world champion Sawyer Gilbert, two-time NFBR qualifier Joey Williams, and myself all swear by Lone Star Ropes. So, in celebration of our 15 days of NFR Breakaway series, Lone Star Ropes is giving away a free Lone Star Ropes 20-ounce tumbler with the purchase of two of our winning breakaway ropes. You can find this deal at LoneStarRopes.com slash pages slash Jordan Joe to get the details, including a special discount code with the free tumbler. That's LoneStarRopes.com slash pages slash Jordan Joe. I am so proud to be a member of the Lone Star Ropes team. Lone Star Ropes, a different kind of company making a different kind of rope. It sets us apart from the rest, and that's just fine with us. Now let's get back to this episode. One thing I think is so cool that I want everybody to know about you and just for you and just the the longevity you've put into breakaway. There were several times this year when we would show up at the Slack and there would be 50, 60 people in each event and it would just be a normal casual Slack and you would ride in the box and they would play bad to the bone. And I thought that was so cool because there's not very many people within the sport that get that kind of recognition anywhere, let alone during the slacks. And, and so that's one thing I think is really neat to see how the sport has gone. You know, we, and we've talked about this too, from there being nine or 10 girls at these amateur rodeos 20, 30 years ago. And now we're, we're at the pro rodeos, but, but even though we're 20 hours away from home, your world worldwide name, and they're playing bad at the bone in the slack. So what, how did, how does that make you feel? Man, I love that, to be honest. We just talked about it. I got inducted into the Uberry Hall of Fame Saturday, and um, T.C. Long started that, and he started playing that song for me, and it is it just took off, and it, it it's hit. It means a lot to me, man. That That's my song, and it pumps me up when I get in a box. My horses know that song. I mean, you can hold that music up if Ricky, it's his ringtone, and my phone rings by my horses, and they perk up. They, they know <laughs> it's go time. So, yeah, it's pretty cool, and um, a guy I overheard a team rope rebrand event or something, you know, they watch and he goes, You know, you're something when you get your own song. Yeah. And I go, you know, I, I'm just JJ. And it's kind of surreal to think all the stuff that actually I've accomplished and that people reward you for. But the song is uh it's pretty damn cool to me. You know what I mean? No matter what, I, I know that people are thinking of me and that they know that's my song and they play it for me. And honestly, it it really is it's cool to me. It means yeah. a lot, and I don't know that that people really even think it does, but it does. And I, I usually try to thank them because you know me, I'm not nice that people take my ropes off. I mean, I I talk to everybody, and that's something people need to learn. Man, these people, um, they donate their time to help us, and I think talking to them and a little bit of kindness goes a long way with them. And I, I talk to everybody at the radio. People make fun of me, like who the hell, JJ? I know, but I make friends with them. And I talk to the people who maybe no one else would talk to, but they're important too. And they help make this go on. And if it wasn't for all that, I don't, I don't think people would play my music, to be honest, Jordan. And I don't think they'd take the time to stop, to stop and talk to me if, if not. So I think it's important for all of us to talk to these people and tell them, thank you. Even if that's all you do say to them, I like to cut up and talk shit, but other than that, and then, you know, cut up with them a little bit and then <laughs> I make friends where I go because of it. Well, and that's one thing I, I truly loved about you, and I got to see behind the scenes. So I just wanted to mention that because I thought that was a really cool tribute this year, and and just um, something cool to take forward. But going in the NFR twenty twenty two, this is your third consecutive appearance. Um, you have a, a different line of horses. Um, 
are you are you doing anything different this year? Are you going in? What's your game plan? What's your strategy? No, I, you know, I, I've worked on stuff last year, and I'm just going to go rope and have fun and be JJ. Last year was, you know, I, it was really, it was pitiful. Um, and I finally won the 10th round, and it just, there wasn't the finals you dreamed to have. I mean, it, was, it wasn't, but um, I don't know. I'm just going to, I don't practice any different than I do. I mean, I've been, kind of getting Yankee backed off. So I've been going at them. And last night I was running in there. Probably shouldn't have just catching a couple. But I'm going to start on Millie, I'm sure. And I may have to get to him. And um, they're they're going to be good. But I'm just going to go have a good time and and try to hit the barrier and throw up my two swings because it, it should be that set up. And, and it'll, it'll be a fun day. I think uh, you really get caught up there. To me, it seems very fast-paced. Mm-hmm. And it, it goes, it's like you're almost rushed. And, yeah. And not that they were rushing, but you go pretty fast. And so this year, I'm just going to try to slow down and go through my steps of, you know, hold the saddle on, don't pull off too soon. Because I, I felt rushed last year. Mm-hmm. And I did. And finally, I settled into it. Hell, it's the 10th round, the second day. You know, yeah. I, I needed to settle in before that, to be honest with you. But, um, I, yeah, I mean, I don't put a ring up. I don't set the barrier up. If it's an air, I'll see an air. If it's a, you know, go right behind them, I'll do it. I don't. Yeah, I don't need to do that. I've roped yeah. a long time and that's, it's not me. I just need to rope and have a good time. That's yeah. it. Well, and I think that, that kind of attributes, you know, that was my next question is what do you think your roping style is? But you just said it, you know, two swings, throw it. And and you and I talked a lot this summer, you know, you hold the horn um, and you probably have the most, if not the most fastest times in records throughout amateurs opens jackpots pro rodeos i mean and everybody does it different but you do it the way you do it and you've been successful at it and i think that that's so cool and another thing i want to say and i don't know if if you'll talk about this a little bit but we we talked about this some that summer about your finals last year and you know you had said a, a few things about you and marty and your conversation so would you like to share a little bit about you know kind of what marty said and, and told you last year well i didn't even think anything about it because I've missed 19 in a row and five back and won the 20th one. You know what I mean? So I yeah. don't, I don't get down when I mess up um, because almost it was, it was crazy, but we get home and I don't know what a month or two passed and Marty goes, you know, if it had been it, most of them other girls, they threw the ropes away, cut them up. And I go, what the hell are you talking about? You know? And he's like, JJ, you totally sucked it up. And you did, I mean, people would have hung themselves. And I'm like, well, why would you do that? Like, you know what I mean? Like I, yeah. I I didn't even think about it. I thought, well, maybe he's probably right. That would have beat a lot of people down because I've seen other people, they weren't having as hard a time as I was, but they were yanking on their horses, jerking and whipping. And I was like, what the? I just don't get, yeah, did I like it? Hell no. You know what I mean? I wanted to do good. But at the end of the day, that does not define me. And I know I can rope and I know I can win. And so I just had to keep nodding my damn head till it happened. And yeah. that's it. So I don't. I don't get all down the dump if I do bad. Yeah, I don't like it. But at the end of the day, I just got to be looking to win the next one. And if I'm down the dump, I'm not going to do that. So it was kind of funny to me that that's what Marty said, that hell, most people would have quit and hung themselves. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, you know, I didn't even, it didn't even phase me really. Well, I just, I really want, wanted you to tell that story because I think it's such a testament to you as a person. You know, first of all, roping doesn't define you. And second of all, you rallied back, you came back, you win the 10th round after not having any success, which is really hard to do. Everybody knows that. And then on top of that, then you come back, you rally back and you're, you're at the NFR again. And so, um, 
it didn't define you. It doesn't define you. And I just want to really echo that to all these girls out there, every age, not just younger girls, you know, every age, you know, I think that's easy to get caught up in what we do, but that's not who we are. So yeah. I just, I think that's such a cool story and a testament no, it is, to, to it's you. It's hard to win. It's hard to beat all these people. And if you think it's going to be easy, you better guess again, because it's not. I mean, this is not the easiest road traveled and God, I love it. Or I wouldn't do it. We all love it or we wouldn't do it. And right. and losing is not, um, yeah, it just doesn't define you. And I know I'm a winner, regardless of whether I get that check in that arena. And I'm going to continue to strive to be. And that's how it is. And I hope other girls realize that, too. You're not always going to win. But you you do. You just got to mm-hmm. figure out how to put it in perspective because you're winning anyway. Yep. Agreed. So Pro Fantasy Rodeo, they're having their breakaway again this year. Are you playing? Are you picking your breakaway team? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I haven't even looked at it. I mean, I saw it yesterday, but I didn't have I had a busy day yesterday working. And I will um, yeah, I'm gonna look at that. I may I may have to try my luck, but I'm pretty cheap, so I'm sure I'll I'll pick myself on the team. (laughs) I mean, obviously. So I think you get to pick five five people and then you have to do a tiebreaker. Um, There's like a $350,000 salary cap. How cool would it be to come in there, get to rope at the breakaway NFR, have a great NFR, and then also have your breakaway NFR pro fantasy team kick butt? I mean, then you just have like, you know, two-edged sword. But yeah, it'd be fun. Why not? Heck yeah, it'll be great. So I was going to ask you too, not just the pro fantasy breakaway, but also just the pro fantasy. Obviously, and this is probably a no-brainer, but is Marty your number one pick when you go to do your pro fantasy team? Oh, yeah. I always <laughs> pick Marty. I mean, Marty wins there, wins go-arounds, um, and he does good, but it doesn't matter if he, he sucks. I'm going to pick him. That's my nephew. You know I mean? I love him, <laughs> and it, it is what it is. I mean, I, I believe in him, and I think he's going to win a lot, and I always pick him to try to help my team out, but I think that's just part of it, you know? Do, do you and Kaysen and Ricky all pick different teams and kind of have oh, your yeah. own little league oh, yeah, going? It's a big deal. Oh, I'm sure it's. A, it, I oh, mean, there's you know, no competition in the Hampton family, but you no, know, my statistician of a son, and they break it down, and I start listening to that, and I'm like, oh my god, I just go pick who's who I think is going to be lucky because there is some. I mean, there is some skill to it, but then you gotta you gotta have some luck with some of the people. But they're 15 of the baddest people in the world. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? It's just some do better in that building than others, and some never been, and some horses are hurt, and you just kind of got to learn all the details. I want to share a little bit about Kaysen, too, which everybody knows Kaysen's JJ's son. Um, Ricky also, he drove a ton of miles, you know, videoed a number, I don't even know how many videos. Just thank you to Ricky for all you've done. Thank you for Kaysen. But Kaysen, he is a little statistician, and he would be like, okay, so-and-so has this much money one, and I think it's going to take this much money because you have X amount of rodeos. I mean, he would just start spouting all these things off, and I, I, I felt like my head was spinning. At one point, I was like, Kaysen, okay, enough, you know. So let's talk a little bit. I know that was hard for you as a mom this year because Kaysen is, what, is he 13? 13. 13. So Kaysen's really starting to get involved in the roping. He and he's growing up and he's doing so much better. And he's he's I'm just so proud of Kaysen. But it, it was hard for you. So talk a little bit about being a mom and and kind of what you went through this summer with managing, you know, your pro rodeo schedule and your events and then Kaysen and Ricky's events. Well, it's it's uh you miss a lot. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, you miss a lot of their stuff and it sucks. But you know, I it's a sacrifice that we've talked about doing. Um, I'm 51 and don't, I mean, I've worked a long time for this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get choked up because I have. Uh, a lot of us have. 
Yeah. And for me to be able to do it is a blessing, but it hurts so bad because I miss my son. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't get to see him at all his stuff. And I would get videos and I know he wants me there because those people are like, what's your mom? How's your mom? And, uh, you know, I mean, he wants me to win and he, he wants me to do this. But it is a sacrifice for all of us as family because I am a mom and I am JJ. So it's a it's a tough Deal, but I got to go with him this weekend. He roped very, very good, and he's really figuring out how to catch the net. He is, and it's amazing the progress he made over the summer um, with me not being here. I mean, he's done really well, and he's stepped up his game, and he's doing awesome. And last night we had the best practice session. I don't think he's ever tied that good uh, in the practice session. I said, son, that's the best practice session you ever had. He goes, I missed two cats. <laughs> so what? That's the best practice session you've ever had. Uh-huh. I don't care about those misses, your runs, your loops. He did awesome, and he just lit up. So I missed that a lot, um, yeah. and it, it was hard doing that. And I'm hoping this year I didn't get to fly home as much because we always had rodeos. It was mm-hmm. a little bit different schedule. And last time I got to fly home, it seemed like every other week, and I, or week I was home and I could watch him. Uh, that it was tough, Jordan, and you yeah, were there. I mean, was would, I probably would. Yeah, it, it was really hard. I was proud he did good, but it's hard to miss my son growing up and getting better and all this stuff. Kudos to Ricky and Casey because. They, Ricky keeps it together while I live out the stream. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think I just wanted to tell touch on that because it's such an awesome family aspect. It, and it is, there's nothing about it that's not a sacrifice. You know, I mean, there was, I think we went 30 days, both of us just, we didn't see, I didn't get to see my husband. You didn't get to see your husband, your kid. And it's not the same talking to him. Plus on top of that, you're mentally and physically and emotionally exhausted you're trying to compete at an elite level i mean there's all these other things trying to go on and it's it's a sacrifice and so just so thankful for those at home and and those that are behind you and supporting you but i did love when casey got to come out there because it was it was so cool because you knew he was your number one fan but then you know me and you we walk out the back and whether it went good or bad he was like okay i think this happened or i think you could have done this a little different or a Uh little better and and i love that because it's like it's so cool to see that he truly loves the sport of rodeo oh no he he does and he's he's your biggest fan yeah yeah no and i miss him i love and and i know they can't be with me because he he's got to grow and get better and um I mean, one day we might, if I can last that long, I'll maybe get to rodeo with him because that's not yeah. but five years away. Yeah. I mean, it's not that long. If I can hang on, then, I mean, of course, we won't be up at St. Rodeos, but it'd be nice to kind of get to experience that with Casey a little bit, you know? It, yeah. It would be fun. Yeah. I think that would be fun. And, and just, you know, you'd be the first mother, mother, son, NFR breakaway roper. And and calf roper, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. Yeah, we don't have to. Me and Casey have to talk about this and set it, set it going. Yeah, I mean, rodeo is a sacrifice for your family and the wives and the husbands who stay home and and help keep this going. It's hard. It's not easy on any of us. I mean, it's uh, holy geez, but it's something we love to do, and that's why I said sometimes you just got to sh- shut it down, suck it up, and go rope because that's yep. what you're there there to do. And as hard as it is. It's what you do. I mean, yep. I, you know what I mean? And I was blessed when they got to fly out there. And I get on Marty's damn nerves, I know. But sometimes when Marty was there, I just stick to him like glue because that's the only family you have when you're there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. But I, I remember at one time we called and Raymond said, this being a rodeo wife sucks. <laughs> I know, it's hard. I mean, it's terrible. You're home doing all the other stuff. And Ricky, he drove to... Oh my God, Stanfield, Oregon, and brought me horses and turned right around and went home because Payson had a rodeo. So I, mean, uh-huh. I have a badass support team, and I ain't gonna lie, they're they're freaking awesome. And if 
if you don't, you, you're going to need one, though. You better find you a good husband or wife that will help you out, because if not, it's it's a long it's road tough. of hope. Yeah, yep. it is. So moving forward, 2023, um, it's already started. You know, we started August 1st. Um, we were entered at Hempstead and Rosenberg in Fort Worth. I mean, we were ending and beginning all the same. Right. So are you are you going about a different 2023? Are you same approach? What's what is to come? No, I'll just enter the ones that I can go to around Casings. I'm hoping that, uh, yeah, my plan is not to go all summer. I'll pick some good weeks and go because I don't really want to miss Casings stuff, but we'll figure it out and hopefully we'll do good and we'll just rodeo because I love the rodeo. I mean, I, yep. I, I love to compete. So I'm going to try to compete as much as I can. It, it'll be no different than any other time. And let's hope to pray, uh, pray that the winner goes good and, and we'll be good. Yep. Okay, Jay, my last question. If you could give one piece of advice to a younger girl who wants to become a professional breakaway roper, what would you say to her? I would just tell her, don't be afraid to take chances. Learn that now and figure it out and you'll be just fine. Yep, I think that's great advice. Well, JJ, thank you for coming to the show today. Good luck. Number 12, coming into Las Vegas, rooting for you. And can't wait to hear your song. All right. Thank you for joining us on In The Loop Breakaway Roping Podcast. I truly appreciate all of your loyal support. Don't forget to leave me a review, share this episode with a friend. And if you have any questions, I want to hear from you. Email me at jordan at thebreakawayropingpodcast.com. Go check us out, sign up for our newsletter, get our email alerts, text alerts, and all things breakaway roping. I appreciate you guys, and I'll see you down the road.